as symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hello and welcome to Arn. This is Paul Bromwell, and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the 1A of tag team wrestlers, our television champion, and the man who, with the tan, the tracksuit, the Glock in hand, watches the back of his protege and TNT champion, Wardlow. He's the enforcer. He's double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you this week, my friend? Well, uh, my message is every dog does not have its day. Hmm. You can take from that whatever you will. All right. There you go. Pretty good days. Pretty good days. Not all great, but for the most part, okay. Good. Buddy. Hope you're doing well, sir. I am. It's it's good to see you. A little peek behind the curtain. You and I have recorded a, a few episodes uh, together uh, because of some travel between both of us this this uh, June. Um, and uh, but man, I'm having a good summer so far. And uh, I hope all of you are, as our listeners, that you're enjoying your summertime. I don't know all of you if you have kids or not, but if so, when they're out and running around outside of school, I hope that you're making some time to have some family time with them. And uh, we appreciate you being here with us on the Arn Show. Arn, you and I have such a good time together uh, sitting down and doing this. And, and this is one of our most favorite episodes that we get to do, and that's where they get to ask you questions, buddy. Almost anything. Almost anything. That's what we like to call it. <laughs> Better have that disclaimer because you never know when that one's going to come in that you just can't answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, we try to do a good job and uh, of, of kind of eyeballing those up, but our fans do a great job. And listen, uh, we've received dozens of questions, and we're not going to get to all of them, but don't worry. Fear not. We save them, and we'll ask them the next time around. Uh, but because we have so many, we're going to jump right into this week's show so we can get as money out as possible, Arn. And as become tradition, the first lady of the Arn Anderson fan club, Miss Amy Vaughn, is up first, and she has three fun, fun questions for you, Arn. First, she wants to know how it feels being back in the ring. Are you as comfortable as ever? Anything you're concerned about when getting involved in these matches? Yeah, a giant lizard tried to kill me. <laughs> but seriously, do you, are you, is there any nerves? Do you still get nerves or is this like, hey, this is old hat? Yeah, I get, I get nerves, but it's good nerves. It translates to energy. It's, I think it's more, uh, excitement mixed with adrenaline mixed with you know you just want to contribute okay all right she also wants to know what's your favorite color red and black together yeah. red and black together there you go. All right. And then her final question, like so many fans after watching AEW's double or nothing, double or nothing, Amy wants to know what does dinosaur taste like? Um, it ain't chicken. I assure you, it's not chicken. It's, uh, is it beef? Is it liver? Is it, it's like charred. It's like, uh -huh. it's like biting into a sinewy, um, uh, charcoal briquette. Ah, but chewy. Hmm. Like it, like a chewy piece of coal. That you would use yeah. to 
Oh, wow, like that's disgusting. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine yeah, it took it, a while to clean that taste out of your mouth. I, it, guys, it was probably a bad choice, but, I mean, like I said, I mean, when a guy, he's a big dude. He's a beast. He's as big as anybody in the company, yeah. I would say. And, you know, and when they got you by the throat, <clears throat> amazing the things that pop in your mind to do. By the goozle, right? He had you by the goozle. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and let me tell you something. My neck is not in the best of shape. That's what scares me when these guys are grabbing your neck arm, okay? Have we seen my scar lately? No. Oh, no, we're about to. Join YouTube, kids. YouTube.com forward slash orange. Tell me where you can see it. Uh, I can see the bottom of your hair right in the middle. I can see the top. of. Oh, yeah, I see it. No doubt about it. And that goes three or four inches up into my hairline, too. So. Mm. Is that a reason why you keep the hair going, too, just to kind of hide that a little bit? No. Why you're not just, you know, going completely shaving everybody's Everybody shaves their hair. Oh, so you're not going to be one of those guys. I no, got gotcha. you. I got, I got no gotcha. hair on top. That's not, I've never had any on top. So, I mean, if I'll just be another one of the ball guys, but without a body. So I, Without the body on top. Yeah, I got uh, it. You know. That's All right, Dil, I like it. Dylan uh, Lehigh is up next. He wants to know, in addition to Brock, Pillman, and Wardlow, who else Arn would like to manage in AEW or even outside of AEW? Is there anybody else besides Brock, Pillman Jr., and Wardlow that you, would, uh, that you wouldn't mind having a shot at, at managing? You bet. How about Will, Big Will? Paul Will Hobbs. Hobbs. Okay. I got a lot of time for Will Hobbs. I think he's going to be a superstar in the making. Every day he gets better. And I like the human being. Had a rough childhood, you know. He had two ways he could go, as we know. When you, there's no, you know, father figure in the house. There's no, you know, when, when there ain't a lot of money in the house. Things you don't have that, pre that leadership presence. Yeah. Yep. It can go one of two ways. And I thank God Will sucked it up, became a hell of a man, and uh, pretty much took over being head of the family. And mm. it's, it's, a, it's a powerful story, and it, and it makes him the man he is today, and I'm just proud to know him. All right. We can always count on heel and real life Eddie Prather for a Mount Rushmore question. Here he goes. This week, Eddie wants to know who would be on your Mount Rushmore of badasses in wrestling. His list includes Haku, Ming, Rick Rude, and Dick Slater. He adds, thank you for answering my question, Arn. So who do you got, Arn? Do you have a, a Mount Rushmore of badasses? Uh, this is Eddie Prather once again, not, not cousin Eddie from, you know, vacation. Not Eddie the dog holder, not Eddie from the Monsters. No, it's Eddie Prather, top guy Eddie. Who who would be on your Mount Rushmore badasses? Of course, Haku. Okay. Got to put Lesnar there. Oh, yeah, good one. No choice but to put Lesnar there. Uh, uh, I'm thinking probably Ron Simmons. Okay. Do we all we have in three or are we have in four? We need one more for our Rushmore. Mm. A badass. Well, before he had the car wreck, probably Dick Slater. Okay. That was one of Eddie's too. So there you go. Yeah. 
You got two of them there, Eddie, in agreement with Arn. Uh, my buddy, uh, Tony Flowers, asked the following questions. How did the backstage road chemistry change with the horsemen when Ole left? Also, did you all tend to travel together? And if so, when Wyndham Luger and others joined the group, when uh, when they did they then travel with you? Thanks so much, Arn. So talk about for his first question. How did the backstage or road chemistry change when uh, with the horsemen when Ole left? Ole never traveled with us. Okay. He did his own thing. It was pretty well understood. He was going to do his own thing. He, I mean, I don't think Ole drank very much at all. He might have an occasional beer. Um, he probably wanted to have his own car, be captain of his own ship, which I agree with 100%. Uh, you know, some people like to, to train early in the morning, no matter how much sleep they've had. Some like to go closer to when they have to go to work in the afternoon so you can get a meal or two in you beforehand, and then you go and even shower at the gym, which is my favorite, on your way to work, and then go to the arena. You know what I mean? Once, once I get up in the morning and work out, I'm up. So you lose a lot of sleep that way, and you lose a lot of meals that way. So... Um, so he didn't travel with us very often, just occasionally maybe if we landed somewhere and Flair had the limo and we were going straight to the arena, Ole would jump in there with us. If we were coming back to the private plane to say, fly back to Charlotte or something. What about Luger and Wyndham when they joined? Did they end up traveling with you? Yeah, we traveled together, especially when we're on the road. Uh, if it was not drivable, if it was... Um, if it was private plane to point A from there to the arena, back to the airport, to somewhere else, they would always ride with us. Rick was very generous on the the limo. He had one everywhere he went, and we were welcome along. Man, that's awesome. Um, all right, so there you go. Up next, Gavin asks, regarding magazines, was there ever such made among the talent of being featured on the cover of the Aftermax? Ah, uh, not really. It was kind of looked at as, uh, uh, it was like soap opera digest or something because most of the articles didn't make any sense at that time. They were based on fact. It was somebody's opinion. and So we didn't hold a lot of stock in it. What we what we held a lot of stock in was full arenas. So it didn't matter if you saw, oh hey, look, I'm I'm on the cover of the magazine. Whoop the I mean, that was not a big deal. Yeah, I'm on Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Uh, but by the way, if anybody's wondering, we took sold out turn away. Yeah. That's the part that matters. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. And he goes on to say, and knowing Vince was famously uncooperative with Bill after for years, how was Jim Crockett's or WCW's attitude regarding photos or working with guys like after in general? Great question. Great. I mean, he was, you know, Eddie, what was Eddie's last name? The photographer in Richmond, um, just passed away, but all the work that you see, the good stuff, that was his work. Our, uh, uh, Jimmy Crockett was fine with that kind of stuff, and he welcomed Bill Apter and all those guys. They were welcome in the locker room as well. Carl Hayes is up next, Arn. He says, if you were the world champion during your career, 
would, would who would you like to have traveled uh, the loop against? Let's say in the eighties where there was a lot of talking fans into the building and let's exclude dusty. So he wants to exclude dusty. Let's do the decade of the eighties and you got to be, you're the one who's talking people into the arena. Who would be somebody else that you would have liked to travel uh, across the old uh, house show loop with in your career as world now, champion? As my opponent? That's right. Your opponent. You're the champ. Magnum. All right. I like that one. So much was not done because of his car wreck. He had such a bright future. There would have been so much you could have done. That guy would have been his biggest star as anybody in the business. I would have loved to have been working a program six months with him. And, uh, having the promos and the run-ins and all the personal stuff that went along with it. would have loved it. Yeah, we got to see some of that with Tully, uh, but never got to see Arn and Magnum. And look how successful their run was. So fun. Yeah. Richie the Heel, he wants to know how you became the agent slash producer for John Cena. I don't know. When they first decided they were going to pull him up from uh, the camp... Uh, this was a time where Vince put a lot of stock in what I had to offer and what I said and my opinion and what I could teach guys. And when they decided it was going to be between, I think, Randy and Batista and John, those were the three, and maybe one other guy that Vince was trying to decide on who was going to be his guy. He knew it was going to be Batista and Randy and John. He just didn't know. And when he decided on John, he just said to me one day, okay, Arn, I'm giving you to, I'm giving Cena to you. Teach him how to work. Teach him the business. It was just like that. From that point on, I guess he told whoever assigned the matches, give Cena to Arn. And I uh, started working with him and Worked with him the entire time that he was being groomed and what he became. My question for you as follow-up to that is, who had you worked with to that point that gave Vince that confidence level in you as an agent, as a producer, to say, yes, I'm going to give you my most valuable commodity in John Cena to groom him? Was there some guys that you had worked with up to that point that, that told Vince, hey, Arn's the guy, or was it just, hey, your reputation is knowing the business like you did? Well, I'd worked with Goldberg okay. from day one once he got brought up and worked with him a lot. Uh, I mean, when you're going to beat everybody on the roster, that takes some politicking, you know, because after 10 or 15 or 20 weeks, you know, some of these guys start looking around going, okay, well, they're moving up from underneath guys to middle guys to to lower top guys to top guys. And when they got to where you were, you figured it was going to be Goldberg over in three minutes. Some guys already started to balk at it. And, you know, you had to do some politicking with these guys and, and let them know it's okay. Normally, you wouldn't get beat in that that amount of time, but hey, it's, go, it's going to be everybody, guys. So don't be the guy that, that bucks up and loses your job because everybody's going to put the guy over, and in record time. 
all of a sudden you sound like your gig was also not only as an agent producer, but talent relations in that way. Of you course. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I was one of the boys. I was still wrestling and wrestling in a top spot. I was doing the house shows. So I was with these guys on the road. I was doing finishes at TV. So they taught, they saw me busting my ass. And I was honest. The one thing I can say about you know my job is being in the office and being an agent. I always told guys the truth. It wasn't. Sometimes it's not what they wanted to hear. A lot of times it wasn't. But I always told them the truth, and I didn't try to swerve anybody. And uh, that's how I was able to walk. You know, walk those halls and and. Uh, work with all these guys too because if you've swerved a guy about something that he had in a finish two weeks ago and now you got to go out and work 15 minutes with him two weeks later you can see where that would be a problem <laughs> at least when you you know you tell the truth and you're honest with them they appreciate it they can respect that and uh, it allows you to wear a lot of hats you uh, you have a pretty good relationship with John Cena, having worked with him so much over the years. I have not talked to him since uh, I left. Okay. All right, uh, we'll move on. John Hayes has a fun one for us. He said, if you had to write a job post for the prototypical horseman, what would it say? What required skills would you list? What's required in your mind to be a prototypical horseman? First, to be able to get over, to be able to talk, to be able to work, and realize once you get established, now your job is to make every baby face on the other, uh, in the other locker room. No matter how they're positioned, it's your job to make those guys. Because that's what we were. We had enough promo time to get ourselves over. We had enough ring time to get ourselves over. And once we got established, then we needed to start shining up opponents, creating opponents, because there was five of us, four and JJ. And uh, it would have been easy to go out there. We had the numbers and, and just take advantage of that. And that's not what our job was. Our job was to make mega stars out of the good guys. We sold tickets, they, sh they sold merchandise. So get the other get so number one prerequisite or number one skill set know how to get the other side over create your opponents there you go what's up everyone it's reality steve your number one source for all things bachelor nation and reality tv every day i'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your bachelor nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars my name has been synonymous with spoilers but i'm so much more than that give me a listen the reality steve podcast part of the believe network just search b-l-e-a-v on youtube or wherever you listen Arn, there's one thing that you left off that list of required skills to be a horseman, and it's something that all our male listeners can appreciate. Oh, when it's time for that one-on-one -on -one encounter with your partner of choice, your in-bed game better match that promo you cut to get the match. And, man, if you have some, some difficulty delivering on the promises you're making, you don't need an assist from Jim Cornette's tennis racket. You don't need Paulie's telephone or even the deadliest loafer in all of wrestling owned by one J.J. Dillon. Nope. Instead, when you need that gimmick so hard that you couldn't turn the head on it with a pipe wrench, 
All you need is a blue chew. Your head just collapsed. <laughs> Where do you get this stuff? You have taken boner to a whole new level. <laughs> I love that line, man. When it's so hard, you couldn't turn the head of it with a pipe wrench. I mean, come on. How can't you appreciate that? Who did line? you steal that from? Man, it's the research guy comes up with this shit. I'm going to start blaming him because he's the one who writes this. He's he, going to get us all arrested. He loves it. He is just, right now, he's giggling like a schoolgirl as he's listening to this. Blue Chew's changing the game all over the world. Isn't that right, Arn? Yeah, buddy. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. And Arn wants his, so it better come in the mail better, soon. It better be there. Listen, their online prescription service, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package, and it's simple. All you got to do is sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, bing, bang, boom, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. If, if you don't like swallowing pills, no big deal. It's chewable. So there you go. Listen, we've all got issues why we can't perform. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe we're just out of shape. Who knows? Stress, all these reasons. Can't focus. Blue Chew's there to get you dialed in. Dialed in and get your rock hard. So go to bluechew.com and make sure you're able to perform at your best every time you get the opportunity to have fun. It is a horseman prerequisite that you're ready to go. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code ARN at checkout and only pay $5 in shipping. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Arn, Brandon Arthur uh, wants to hear your memories or road stories of competing in or being an agent in Cardiff, Wales. Cardiff, Wales. I remember we pulled around back and went through some big gates and parked the bus back there. Um, I want to say... And for when you're over there on these tours, conveniences, everything, I want to say we were at like a really nice Hilton downtown. And literally right across the street was a super nice gym. Literally just walk across four lanes of traffic and you were there, which was a great, great deal. Uh, because when you're dealing with taxis and stuff like that, there was no Uber back in those days. It was, you know, if you could run down a taxi and then you had to look up, a, you know, yeah, there weren't any cell phones, none of that stuff. We didn't have any of that stuff. It was word of mouth. Asked at the front desk, is there a gym around here? Oh, yes. Uh, da, 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 da. So that I remember about the convenience of it. And I remember the crowds were, were always good. It was a smaller venue maybe 5,000, but it was full. Uh, 
And I, I just know that when we're places like that, I've really got to pay attention because the accent is so thick. I'm wondering, I always, you know, had to think about it. Well, imagine how your accent, your southern redneck, sounds to these folks. So, right. You know, let's be a little understanding there. But pleasant memories of being in Cardiff. Hmm. There pretty you go. Country, pretty countryside. That's uh, well, I'm going to piggyback off that. So you've been able to travel. We talked about Japan last week. We're talking about Wales now. Is there uh, a place that you've traveled overseas that just sticks out in your mind and says, what a beautiful, one of your, one of your top destinations. And if you ever had the opportunity, like for Aaron and you to go check it out, or is there somewhere that sticks out in your mind is, have you been to Australia? Have you been to? I have. Okay. It's just the, I mean, it's almost like America. Okay. Uh, it's there's not enough difference to I got and, you. and the business is overwhelming everything's sold out melbourne huge market sydney huge market uh there's four or five cities over there that just do huge you know 900 grand million dollar house you know sydney me 1.2 hmm. um do you have a favorite Hawaii, I wouldn't mind going back to if it was, you know, maybe Maui, the less commercialized part. But it would need to be when you leave from, if this could be a possibility, you would leave from the West Coast and return to the West Coast to bookings. Not because, buddy, if you fly back now, it's like 13 hours. It's unbelievable. Yes. You've been that? You've made that? I've done. I've done the Hawaii trip, stopped over in Dallas and then over to Hawaii. And then, kill you, right? Oh, it's long, man. Well, when, when people don't understand that have never made a trip like that, once you've slept all you can sleep, and now you're stuck in that seat, you can't get refreshments at the at the pace that you you know hydrate yourself. You can't get enough water. You can't get enough food on those things. The seats are too tiny. It's just a, you mean, better be willing to splurge for first class if you're going to do that. That's what I my recommendation. And even that, it kills you because you're yeah. at fifty thousand feet. You're not at thirty five thousand feet. You're fifty. Mm-hmm. And once you've slept all you can sleep, and you cannot sleep anymore, and now they say you got eight hours left <sighs> for your mind, for your brain thought process. Man, it'll kill you. Eight more hours, and you're you know your back's already out. You're, you're swollen. Your ankles and wrists and fingers are swollen from the altitude. It's brutal. It's yeah, that's not a good time. All right, friend of the show Brian Haremza wrote this question. He says, "Does Arm believe the Four Horsemen could have worked if Rick was not the world champion? For instance." What if Rick was the U.S. champion or part of the tag team champions and maybe Telly or Barry or even yourself were world champion? Or was Rick's charisma too much to where he needed to be in that world champion role? Yes. He yep. did. Brian, that, you perceive it exactly right. Yep. That was that was our bragging rights, and it could be a situation, especially when we all had the, the belts, if one of us was the U.S. champion and so, Two of us were the tag champions, and then we could top it off. Oh, and by the way, the world heavyweight champion, our flagship, the flagship of the industry. It it just made it special. And it again, what what are your requirements as a horseman? Protect that world title. Protect Rick. 
goal number one. That's why the run-ins made sense. We told you point blank, you think we're going to let you come in here and take that from us? Take it from Rick? No, you're not. We're telling you up front. So when the run-ins came, they were expecting it, but it, it made sense. Yeah. Matt uh, S. has another fun question. If Arn and Tully hadn't been managed by Bobby Heenan in the WWF, would Arn have preferred to have been managed by Jimmy Hart, Mr. Fuji, Slick, or the Genius? None of them. None of them. None of them fit except Bobby. Bobby or nobody else. There you go. We can do our own talking. Okay. Uh, Nicholas Swineland's up next. He said, we want you to tell us what is the best cheap beer and why is it Lone Star? I've never had a Lone Star beer. I haven't either. Is it rotten? I don't know. I haven't had it. I guess it must be pretty cheap and shitty. What is your um, the favorite cheap, cheap the, beer? Well, this wasn't my favorite, but this was one that I'm sure you did and every everybody else. When we used to get three or four of our buddies living in Rome and drive down to Panama City for the couple of days, you know, we'd save up some money and go down there and pile five of us in a room. And in those days, you could get in Panama City, Florida, you could get a six-pack of tall old Milwaukee now for for uh, $4 was women. No, it was a case. Of, it was a case you could get for four bucks. And man, was it rotten. No, it was fall. You know what it was? It was fall staff. Okay. You ever heard of fall staff? Nah, not a big beer guy. God, it was terrible. And it was literally like four something for 24 of them. I'm a basics man. I'm like a Miller Lite, Michelob Ultra. Just to give me the domestic light beer, I'm fine. I I did the when I was drinking. I did the uh, Miller Lite in, okay. the bo- in the bottle, ice cold. Yeah, nothing wasn't broke. Nothing to fix. That's right. Simple. All right, Scott Golden's up next. He wants to know, wants to hear you explain how you get the cues during a live in-ring promo. Who's responsible for getting talent the cues? Is it anyone different if the promo runs long? Well, if it if it runs long, you've already made a mistake, and you're probably going to screw yourself from getting your hands on a mic again. <laughs> if Tony's in the ring, guys need to be smart. Don't take the mic away from Tony. Let Tony hold the mic. That way he can regulate, he can let you know in your ear, two left, one left. But if you take the mic and you go off on a jaunt walking around the ring, if you're dying, you're not aware of it or you wouldn't have grabbed the mic to begin with. It's just unprofessional. Let Tony do what he does. Let him feed you the mic. And he can. if he's that close to you, he can feed you the time that's left. Otherwise... If you're not getting time cues. What about when you're coming in from a commercial and you're standing in the, in the ring with Wardlow and you have the mic in your hand, you're just going, no, Tony Schiavone, it's just you. Is there someone outside the ring that kind of just, is it Justin Roberts or somebody? <clears throat> I estimate it. Really? Of when the TV's back on air? They'll get, you look at some, yeah, there's a cue guy on the floor. Okay. That, that will let you know we're up, but it, you, if it hasn't changed and you had, say you got a minute, to finish the promo or oh, gotcha. to half. finish. You okay. gotta you gotta work that out in your head and make sure you don't go over because that time what guys mm. don't understand and hear me very loudly, gentlemen, 
that time does not belong to you. When you run over on a promo, unless it's the main event of a pay-per-view and it's we're in the go-home where you're going, you have to be a little selfish to get your point across. But if you're just out there doing a promo and you cut into somebody's time, that time does not belong to you and you're going to screw the guy behind you. He's going to have to take out some stuff that he already might have been short on time. It's just selfishness. Mm. Good, good point there. Uh, Josh Clemens wants to ask you about college football. Does Arn think the Bulldogs can do what no other team has been able to do and pull off the three-peat? He adds, I'm a lifelong Vandy fan, so I have to live vicariously through the teams at the top of the SEC. Well, except that Orange team. Screw them. So uh, what do you think in the Bulldogs three-peat? God, I'd like to think so, but that's that's almost impossible, isn't it? It is, man. That's like unheard of. All you got, and to to take you out of contention, if you just lose one by one point early in the season, you're screwed. Yeah. You know, and if you lose it, if you lose one late by one point, and you've been undefeated all year, it's even worse. Um. I would love to. Th- I love Georgia football. I love Panther football, and that's hard sometimes. I love Atlanta Braves. ECU, I've become a big fan of their baseball team. They're really good, and uh, as we're taping this, they're they won the game that we talked about a few weeks ago. Okay, with Oklahoma, and uh, they're going to play a second of a doubleheader to maybe get back in this thing. We'll see. Hmm. Uh, but I love college football. Even teams, it's not my team. If it's somebody that uh, is pretty good, you know, it's hard not to watch Alabama. I try not to, but it's hard not to. <laughs> uh, when the, the team from Texas got so hot, uh, was it UTC? Yeah. Who, who was the Horn right? Frogs, wasn't it? Yeah, the Horn Frogs. Yeah. I, was, I was really pulling for those guys. Yeah. Because, you know, they hadn't been anywhere. Uh, that's Ladanian Tomlinson's old team. That's where he played. Where he played college football. Is that right? That's right. Went on to play for San Diego. Yeah. Well, he started. I think he started. Yeah, he he started one of the schools and ended up at the other. So. I mean, the, the pro team didn't he play for San Diego? Oh yeah, the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. Yep, San Diego Chargers, and was a stud there for many years. Yes. But. All right, our uh, our buddy Bobby, he wants to know, Bobby KF5GTX, he says, what extracurricular activities were you involved in during school? School, what, we're talking about high school? Well, you can go anywhere, high school. Well, that's about far as it went. I you didn't did, really do anything? Were you, I you, did a little bit of junior college, but, okay. that, but that didn't work and, out because I was working a full-time job, too. Uh, couldn't do that. I I like to play pool, like to go to the gym, like to work out. Um, that's about Did you it. play sports in high school, Arn? Oh, well, football. Okay. Uh, amateur wrestling up until my senior year, which was brilliant, but I always hated that losing weight thing. And then I got to my senior year in uh, football. We had a pretty successful year. Uh, but I got my weight up to about 195. 
And then, of course, the coach, wrestling coach, just assumed that I would be wrestling. I'd wrestled the three previous years, and he said, okay, now I want you to wrestle 60, 67 for me. And I'm thinking, I got to lose 30 pounds in two weeks. I said, coach, I'm, I'm not wrestling. And, man, he threatened to kill me. I'm not kidding you. My goodness. He said, I feel like killing you right now. You're telling me you're not... I need you. You're not. This was a different, different era, buddy. He couldn't have got away with that. No. And he thinking was he was about five nine, about two sixty, big barrel chested. He could have, very easily. I just said, Coach, I don't want to lose that weight again. I just, you know, I just don't. I finally got, you know, my body turned around a little bit. It's responding to the working out. I just don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, but I enjoyed it when I did it, once I got my weight stabilized and stuff, but I just, <sighs> plus I knew I had to have a job coming yeah. out of school. Uh, most people, you know, would have had an option. I mean, once football was over and now I got to start starving myself again, no money, you cannot have a, I don't give a shit what anybody says, you cannot have a job and go to school and amateur wrestle. You just can't. You can't. How can you be at work if you're starving to death the whole time? Yeah, I know why. I mean, it's just too hard. Speaking of not starving, Bobby's follow-up question is, what's your favorite place to order a hamburger? Do you have a favorite place? Whataburger. Okay. What's your go-to? I mean, we don't have it. That's why. I was going to say, when's the last time you had one? We don't have it. Oh. It's, it's nowhere in Carolinas. You have to be in Florida, pretty much, or Texas, or out that way. Do you have a good place around you locally you like to go get a nice you know hamburger? What, yeah, you know who makes a damn fine burger is Chili's. Okay. And it's there's one very close to the house, and it's Chili's is excellent. Plus, you get that that uh, corn. I tell you what's off the hook is that street corn. Street corn, yes, Mexican street Ooh. corn. That hits different, huh? Brother, yeah, I love that stuff. All right, there you go. So if you're in the area and want to take Arn some food over, just go to Chili's, get him a burger, no cheese. How do you like it cooked? Cooked medium. Medium and a little uh, Mexican street corn. Bacon, onion, and a little mayo. Bacon, onion, and mayo. And, Mexican. and, a, and I'll take two of the street corn <laughs> since you're buying. I love it. <laughs> All right. Next time I see you, we'll hit chilies. Arn, let's face it. Today, with our crazy schedules, you and I both benefit from AG1. Arn, just one scoop, and it gives you 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals. I'm talking improving your gut health, sleeping better, improved focus. What's not to like? This is a slam dunk, and better yet, you're going to sleep better and recover better. It costs less than $3 a day. It's completely worth the investment in you. And it's received 7,000 plus five-star reviews. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. It's so simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com forward slash ARN. Again, that's drinkag1.com forward slash ARN to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
Hey guys, Tony Schiavone. Need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling what happened when listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. On the debut episode of The False Finish, Chris Harris talks about his successful TNA run as one half of America's Most Wanted and his not-so-successful run in WWE as Braden Walker. To be honest with you, I wanted out. I mean, it wasn't. I was, I was saying the right things to Johnny, like, hey, I'm going to make this work. But inside, I was thinking, I hate this fucking place. Um, it's broken me down. It's, it's made me not love wrestling anymore. Um, I, I mean, I, I, that kind of went my drinking took a bad turn. And um, yeah, I just, I really needed out. Buff Bagwell joined Ad Free Shows members for a live Q&A, talking about his road to recovery and sobriety and recovery from a broken neck. We took an angle between me and Rick Steiner that could have been a unbelievably long angle. And they took that and just made it into a one night match on Nitro which I lost my debut match back with a broken neck. Who booked I feel that like that shit? was a bad call. Who, who booked that shit? That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself. Why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Arn, uh, super fan Terrell Lewis writes this question. We know you are a consummate professional and a businessman first and foremost, but personally, was there any point during your dangerous Alliance run that you missed Rick and Tully at that time? It wasn't that far removed when you guys had the business on fire. So did you ever dwell on days past? Like, man, miss those guys. Or was it, Hey, no, this is, I don't even think about that now. It's, it's a new page, new chapter. No, I was at a point where. I thought about my family because I was able to, I'd start, you know, you got to remember in 85 when I went to Crockett, I had nothing. I had a little Toyota with my clothes in the back and that was it. That's, you know, 500 bucks in my pocket. That's it. All I had to my name. And by this point in time, I'd started, you know, bought a home and Furnished it and had a couple of nice cars and had a 401k going and, you know, life was was better than it had ever been for me. And uh, So you were happy. Yeah, that guaranteed money, buddy, no matter what. When you found out, if you just signed a three-year deal, you got your money every two weeks, no matter what. Your wife can be comfortable with that. You can be comfortable with that. You can know, budget your life and know what you're going to do and plan a vacation. You know, if you need a washer and dryer, you can plan your life with it. It just, it, uh, I didn't think about anything past uh, or anything in the future. I just dwelled on what was, what was beautiful in my life right then. A lot of us not in the wrestling business probably take take that for granted. We have that every two-week paycheck that comes in. But from a guy like you who walked in shoes, who was didn't operate under a guarantee for so long, having that guarantee had to be so refreshing. Oh, well, when you got hurt, you didn't, you didn't try to get up and finish a match with a broke arm or a broke leg because you knew if you didn't, you wouldn't get paid. Mm-mm-mm. What a world. Yep. 
Terrell also asked, being one of, if not the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, who would Arn, how would Arn rank these three tag teams? You got the Steiners, the Dudley Boys, and the Road Warriors. How would you rank those teams? Hmm. I would say, well, that's hard to rank. That's hard to rank. So I don't, they have, they're based on different things. Um, I would say the most successful, you'd have to say the Road Warriors, wouldn't you? Road Warriors, AWA, NWA, WCW, WWE. I mean, they did it all. I mean, yeah. I mean, so did the Dudleys, though. ECW, they were in WWE, uh, I guess TNA, you know. Just depends your definition, but they were all over. Steiners. I mean, they were, you know, as far as having table matches and street fights and stuff, the Dudleys were probably the most seasoned. You know, the violence, they probably brought the violence at another level. Uh, And the Steiners, I mean, for like me and Bobby to work with the Steiners, no issues. Those Those guys were great. And they could do good stuff. It's hard to rank. I mean, I think it's just they're just, hey, these are all top teams. I would say, yeah, I would just say that I'll enjoy working with the two that I got to, and I would have had no problem working with the Dudleys. There you go. None. Uh, Tigers at the Aquarium tweeted, Arn worked with Great Muda in a match where he won his first WCW TV title. How was that experience working with Muda and Gary Hart? Well, once we got to the match, it was great. They weren't happy about it. I just got back. I think they were having a very good run with the TV title at the time. And, you know, I hadn't been back long. And when they found out they wanted to switch it to me, I think Gary Hart was was pissed. To be honest with you, they left not long after that. And I think Dusty was what? He was back booking again and made that that call, I believe. It was Dusty's call, yeah. Yeah. And the match I thought was good. Yeah. Mm. Yambag Jones, how would you coach Wardlow on winning a TNT championship ladder match against Elegante? I would say right off of the bat, stop him, put him on the tables. And when you come off this time, land all your weight right in the sternum. <laughs> we don't want him back anymore. That might possibly, because Wardlow's probably 265 himself. That would probably uh, alleviate a lot of problems the world has. Could you imagine how many tables you'd have to spread out just to get that big carcass on the tables? I mean, Elegante's no small dude. No. Sheesh. But that's not a compliment either. No. He's eight foot of nothing. Yeah. Eight foot of nothing. Instagram, a wrestling historian. Our final question before we move into the new segment, what we're calling Would You Rather with Double A. He says, who did you want to wrestle the most in the WWF that you didn't get to? Thanks in advance. Let's just say in general. Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Arn, 
you're on the record that you're a fan of hypotheticals. So the team, specifically Marcus and Dom, have come up with a new segment we want to introduce to our audience this week. And here we go. It's called a rapid-fire game of Would You Rather. Are you ready for this? I don't know. Oh, well, take a swig. That's right. Drink up, because here we go. We're going to do this rapid-fire. Would you rather have been a member of the NWO or a member of D-Generation X? DX. All right. Would you rather have never been a part of the Horsemen or never worked with Bobby Eaton in any capacity? Um, if I didn't work with him, I wouldn't have known what I was missing. So can't can't say no to that Horseman run. All right. So would you? So that? So that's the answer. Would rather be? Yeah, I would rather be in the Horseman. Okay, this is good. You're being honest. I like this. Would you rather have the skin tone of Seamus or the athletic prowess of Elegante? Come on, Mahogany. Would you rather have the skin tone of Seamus or the athletic prowess of Elegante? I love this already. I ain't going to fold on the Elegante. I'll be a fishy white Arn Anderson first. You're ready to be pale white. Pillsbury Doughboy. Damn right. (laughs) All right, we're going to keep going. Would you rather have been given the Doink the Clown gimmick in WWE or the Disco Inferno gimmick in WCW? What was his gimmick? He was Disco Fever. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a gimmick? Yeah, I mean, he came down to Disco Fever. Would you and the bell bottoms? The, uh, come on, which one would you rather do? Doink I, the clown or I could do? I could make the the clown thing work. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no disco for Arn. He's out no. on disco. No, <laughs> no, I can't. I can't dance for shit. I love it. I love it. All right, so he's going doink. Okay. This is a fun one. Would you rather have worked a program with Hulk Hogan at his peak? Or Steve Austin at his peak, physical health notwithstanding, which one would you rather work the program with? Oh, that's a no-brainer, Austin. Okay. Shit. I'd have loved it. Okay, so there it is. The Stone Cold Attitude Era versus Arn Anderson. Oh, yeah, buddy. All day long. All right. All day. Would you rather have never worked for Vince McMahon or never worked for Jim Hurd? Which one would you have never rather never worked for? Hmm. I love this already. Well, if I would have never worked for Vince, would that have meant I would have stayed with Crockett? You would just you would yep you would have maintained. We're going to assume that. Yeah, we're going to assume that. Yeah. I could have done without the run with WWF. Okay. If I if that wasn't an option, I think I would have somehow if I would have hung in there made that work with with uh JCP. Okay. If I I cuz I'd have had to have. Yeah, you would have had no choice, right? You're not yeah. you yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Would you rather wrestle and not give a promo or give a promo and never wrestle? Being healthy. If I was, if I'm a hundred percent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Being healthy. Yeah. 
So would you rather wrestle and not give a promo or give a promo and give promos and never wrestle? I think I'd rather wrestle. Uh, these are something to think about, isn't it? It is, because if you don't wrestle, I think wrestling is what grabs them, and then you beat them over the head with a promo, which makes them like you or dislike you. But your first recognition is, has to be as a wrestler. You have to establish yourself. It's hard to bark if you can't wrestle, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. You know? But you could have had a big, long career, longevity if you were like a manager or like a Heenan who is just the voice, too. And the mic, uh, maybe, the mic maybe guy. not. A lot of things. Here's what I get from people today when I read stuff, comments about promos and stuff, and and my work. It's like I'm appreciated a lot more now than I was when I was active, for whatever reason. Agreed. Yep. Um. But people always said, you know, what what I get when it, on the positive side is, when this guy spoke, you listened because you believed what he had to say. If he said he was going to kick somebody's ass, he did. But I think you have to have a background of kicking ass for that to have any validity. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, would you rather take the cactus bump from the apron to the floor or give Ric Flair your debit card pin? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I love it. Number one, I don't have a debit card. But if you think I'd give him my American Express. Yeah, plat- there you go. Platinum, Same thing. Platinum? No. Yeah, give him your. So would no. you rather take that cactus bump then from the apron? Yes. Oh, that's so funny. All right, here's an. I go could, ahead. You know, I've been poor most of my adult life up until about the age of 25. You know, I didn't have anything. I cannot be poor again. I may not be wealthy, but I cannot be poor. So he's taking the cactus bump all day long. All day long. Let's see here. Would you rather work a year's worth of matches with Elegante or fight Haku over the last French fry? <laughs> now they're not giving me an option at all here, and I don't think I wouldn't fight Haku anyway because it would be over instantaneously um i guess i just have to work with elegante what for a hundred times yeah 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 a year's worth of matches with elegante he's so clumsy i think i could just keep rolling in and out and not have any contact till time ran out oh man i'm not fighting haku yeah. You don't, you don't understand. He is the human vegematic. He is. He is. And uh, so there you go. I don't blame you one bit. Here's another one. Would you rather have the middle seat in the coach between Abdullah and Vader or have a three-day-old bu- double-grilled cheese sandwich? Middle seat in the coach between Abdullah and Vader or have a three-day-old double-grilled cheese sandwich? What say you? Yeah, I'll go with the grilled ch- chicken. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese, Yes. All right, there you go. He's doing the grilled cheese. Uh, let's see. Would you rather see the Carolina Panthers win a Super Bowl or see the Georgia Bulldogs complete the three-peat and win the national championship? It would be unbelievable for this town if they won a Super Bowl. Panthers, they need it. We need it. 
Georgia will still go down as one of the greatest teams in history if they don't make it all the way back the third time. So there you go. So you said Carolina is your choice. Their legacy is cemented in, in Athens. I think we, you know, we've kind of had a overhaul as far as coaches and coaching staff and talent and got the number one pick and all that. So uh, I hope and pray, like everybody else in Charlotte, that we have a uh, much better year this year with the Panthers. All right, let's keep it going. Would you rather have stayed in Pensacola and never made it huge in the business or won the WWF title multiple times? Say again. Would you stayed rather have in, stayed in Pensacola? Stayed in Pensacola and never made it huge in the business, or would you have rather won the WWF title multiple times? Well, if I'd have never made it in the business, I wouldn't have anything that I have or had the career that I've had, right? So I guess I have to go with the, being the WWE champion. Yeah, multiple times. All right. We have our last one. Here we go. Would you rather make all the money but have no creative control or work for less money to have all the creative control? I've never had creative control anyway, so I'd rather make the money. All right. There you go. All right, that's it for uh, Would You Rather. We have a few more questions that I'll get, and then we'll wrap it up, Arn. Uh, that was a lot of fun. If you guys like that concept, submit your Would You Rather questions for Arn, and we'll include as many as we can in our next Ask Arn. Our friends from Twitter have questions as well, so let's go to some of those, and then we'll wrap up, Arn. We have uh, one um, from Raiju who says, I've mentioned this to AA in a Sports Kita interview, but the loudest crowd noise I've heard was when the Horsemen reunited in 99. My little black and white TV in India was shaking. Thoughts on that night and what iteration of the Horseman? Was Benoit a good fit? Uh, he was. He was a good fit. It was just too far gone by the time him and Dean came aboard. Uh, that night in Greenville was probably... When I said, Rick, come on down, was probably as loud as you'll ever ever see an arena of that size, I would think. Uh, they thought they were going to get screwed just for a second, so I baited them a little bit, and when I said, Rick, come on down, they really blew. Man, that was uh, that that was a moment for sure. We uh, we'll go uh, three more questions and then we'll wrap this up. The great John Dean said, "If you were brought into the early '80s WCCW World Class Championship Wrestling, Arn, who would you have liked to have a run with, and why? Would you have liked to be aligned with Gary Hart or Skandar Akbar?" So that's a fun one. World class. Akbar would have been a blast. I think he's funny because I was around him when I first started in Louisiana. He's a funny guy. Uh, without trying to be funny. Um, what, was the, what was the rest of the question? It was just, uh, hey, who would you like to have a run with and why in W oh, World Class? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. It's got to be one of the Von Erichs, right? <laughs> who wouldn't want to work with, with Kerry or, yeah. or any of those guys? But mostly I would say Kerry and the one that's still living. Which one is he? Uh, Carrie? Uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin or Carrie, either one. 
All right. Major wants to know if Arn could license one song to use as entrance music, what would it be? Your pick. Any song in the world can be your entrance music. Do you have a favorite? Flirting with Disaster, Molly Hatchet. Okay. You familiar with that? I am. I know exactly what that song is. Good stuff. There you go. Arn, that's going to wrap us up for this week. We're going to save all the rest of these questions for our next iteration of Ask Arm. But, man, I hope you had a lot of fun with that. What'd you think? I did. And tell the brothers they're vicious pricks. <laughs> I will. They're going to hear it. They all, they'll work on this show. But did you like that? Did you like that segment? I don't know. I loved it, man. I, I love that would you rather bit. You're not the victim. Uh, well, it's fun to hear you, and, and you know, I wanted to hear what your what your thoughts are on some of that. So that was a lot of fun. You know, that's like, would you rather? Some of this stuff is like, would you rather bite a turd or have somebody pee on your head? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Let me see here. Let me wait. Yeah, right, right. Which of the two shits would you rather take? There you go. Well, listen, man, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Thank you for all the fans that contributed. Uh, so many questions. Like I said, we'll save them. Next week, we're going to resume the March uh, through your career, picking up the story in September 1992, Arn. We're going to cover Clash of Champions 20, the March to Halloween Havoc, and the story we spent a lot of time talking about last week, you and Bobby taking out the Steiners to get to Doc and Gordy. Remember to check out arnlinks.com for all things Enforcer, where you can find links to our social media pages, previous episodes, links to both Horseman and Arn Anderson merch stores, and so much more. If your business targets 25 to 54-year-old men, there's no better place to advertise than right here with The Arn Show. You've heard us do ads for some of the same companies for years. Why? Because it works, and it's with our super targeted audience there's very little way. So go to advertisewitharn.com now and find out more about advertising with The Arn Show. Also, check us out on adfreeshows.com. You can get a dozen of your favorite wrestling podcasts starting at just $9 a month. And you get everything early and ad-free, and you can try one week on us completely free. Arn, I had a lot of fun with Ask Arn Anything. I hope you did too, my friend. Always a pleasure. All right, buddy. Well, on behalf of the enforcer, Arn Anderson, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next time on another episode of Arn. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, here to tell you a little bit about the nonstop savings happening over here at SaveWithConrad.com. Are high credit card balances holding you down on the card? If you're looking to give a guitar shot to your credit card debt or give your home the push it deserves with some upgrades and remodeling, you need to go to SaveWithConrad.com. That's right, SaveWithConrad.com. Conrad and his team are routinely helping my world listeners save five, six, seven, even $800 a month. Oh, did I mention you get to skip your next two house payments? Take a cue from The Last Outlaw. Because if anybody knows how to get the bag, it's me. Strut on over to SaveWithConrad.com today and see how much money you can save for free. That's right. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084. Equal housing lender. Woo! John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together... 
it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra five to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.